0: Felix, so good to talk to you again. We had such an interesting case in the emergency department a few weeks ago. A young woman came in with a renal trauma.
1: Oh, Kristen, that's really interesting. You surely know that renal trauma is present in up to 5% of all trauma cases, and it is most common in young males, so having a young lady is unusual. I bet you did not have to operate her, as most of injuries can be managed non-operatively successful organ preservation.
0: I knew that, but we had a big discussion with the surgeons whether to do surgery or not.
1: Can you tell me more about what happened?
0: Well, you probably know that plant injuries mostly result from motor vehicle accidents, falls, sporting injuries and assaults where the kidney or the hilar structure are directly crushed as a result. But in this case, our woman was kicked by her horse in the right flank.
1: So, it was a classic blunt trauma then?
0: Yes, it was indeed. According to the basic mechanism of the injury, traumatic insults are classified into blunt and penetrating injuries. She was lucky, since blunt traumas are less severe and more predictable than penetrating traumas due to stab or gunshot wounds. Penetrating injury produces direct tissue disruption of the parenchyma, vascular pedicles or collecting system. And especially high-velocity bullets or fragments have the potential for greatest parenchymal destruction and are most often associated with multiple organ injuries.
1: What kind of diagnostic did you do for your patient?
0: She was stable when she was brought into the emergency room, so after the first examination and a fast, a trauma protocol computer tomography was done. I was only called in after the CT scan was done.
1: Well, it looks to me that they did everything right so far, since direct blows to the flank or rapid deceleration events like falls, high-speed road traffic accidents are indications for scanning. But how how was her physical examination? Did you see any flank bruising?
0: Yes, her right flank was severely bruised, and another interesting aspect was that she presented with hematuria and some minor clots in her urine.
1: Oh. And what did the CT scan say? By the way, you knew that this ideally performed as a three-phase study, right? In the arterial phase, vascular injuries or active extravasation of contrast are identified. During the nephrographic phase, the CT would demonstrate renal parenchyma contusions and lacerations. And conducting a delayed phase imaging, which is conducted around five minutes after the contrast injection, it is also of utmost relevance, as this would reveal any collection system or ureteric injury associated with the urinary leakage.
0: Yes, yes, I know. It is interesting that you mentioned that, because in this case, the delayed phase was not initially conducted. So I had to encourage the radiologist to bring our patient back to the CT scan to complete the test. And it turns out, that such delayed phase was relevant as there was urinary extravasation from the collecting system in the lower pole of the right kidney. The radiologist initially wanted to convince me that we were talking about a grade three trauma because there was some active bleeding contained within the Grota fascia. But after reviewing the delayed phase, we looked together to the updated classification of the AAST, and since there was parenchymal laceration extending into the urinary collecting system with urinary extravasation, he finally considered it a grade for trauma.
1: Well done. Performing a correct classification of the kidney injury is highly relevant for planning further management. Since you told me that your patient was stable, I assume you decided to manage her blunt renal trauma in a conservative way, as this approach is associated with the lowest rate of nephrectomies and does not increase immediate or long-term morbidity. I'm wondering if you prescribe one shot of antibiotics or prescribe long course, And I am also curious about how strict was your best rate protocol. I'm asking that because currently, it once demonstrated that the risk of secondary hemorrhage in isolated renal trauma is really low and the practice of a strict bed rest has won in patients who are able to mobilize, while on the other hand, we have to balance the risk of deep penis thrombosis related with trauma and the strict bed rest, so probably you recommended compression stockings and low molecular weight heparin.
0: Yes, we advised the doctors in ICU to keep a relative bed rest, prescribe thrombophylaxis with stockings and hipparins, even considering that she has some degree of hematuria. And regarding the antibiotics, after a discussion with our infections disease team, we decided to give a long course of antibiotics because of the risk of infection of the hematoma and due to the fact that our patient had a urine leak.
1: And how was the development of your patient? had she had an adequate recovery from the renal
0: trauma. With conservative management, she initially remained stable. After 24 hours, however, her lab showed an unexplained drop of hemoglobin. Kidney functions maintained normal. There were no signs of increased hematuria. So despite of having no signs of infection, no fever, no infective parameters in her blood samples, due to the persistent drop in hemoglobin, we conducted a control CT scan. And in this new imaging test, the radiologist found an active bleeding in one of the segmentary arteries in the lower pole of the injured kidney. Surprisingly, the hematoma was not increased in size compared with the previous CT scan, and the urinary extravasation was no longer evident in the delayed phase.
1: It is very common to have to repeat CT scans in kidney trauma patients like you did. The literature demonstrated that repeat imaging can be safely omitted for patients with grade 1 to 3 injuries, as long as they remain clinically well. But with any sign of alarm, fever, significant flank pain, or an unsplayed in hematocrit like happened in your patient, repeat imaging is indicated in order to minimize the risk of missed complications. There is even a recommendation to repeat imaging routinely in high-grade injuries between two to four days after the the initial trauma. And regarding the, the initial urine leak, you do not have to intervene, which is also in line with current evidence demonstrated that most of these extravasations could be safely managed conservatively. But I am now wondering if you still continue monitoring the patient following the finding of an active bleeding.
0: Yes, in the light of the new findings in the imaging test, we decided to conduct an embolization of the active bleeding artery. Our colleagues from the interventional radiology department managed to localize the segmental artery and performed a superselective embolization. The images of the intervention were really revealing and confirmed the sealing of the vessel and the preservation of the nearby arteries.
1: I am really glad to hear that. It is amazing how the radiologist managed to stop the bleeding selectively. Did you know that according to published literature, angiombalization, it is likely to be most beneficial in the setting of high-grade renal trauma, described as the American Association for the Surgery of Trauma Scale, greater than 3. And another fact is that no operative management of high-grade renal trauma using embolization can be successful in up to 95% of grade 3 trauma and up to 89% of grade 4 cases. I hope that was the case with your patient. How was the development of your patient after such intervention?
0: After the embolization, we kept her in relative bed rest for the next 24 hours. At that point, her vitals remained stable, her blood count started to recover, with no further drop in her hemoglobin level. With normalization of the inflammatory parameters and no signs of infection, we discharged her from the ICU and moved her to our ward. For some extra days, she was admitted until the pain was controlled with painkillers. Did I mention that she also had two fractured ribs? That was possibly the explanation of her severe pain. After five days, she was confident to go home. We advised her to continue with relative rest for a couple of extra weeks and we explained her the signs of alarm so that she would review temperature, bleeding, shortness of breath and so on.
1: Really well done. You managed the situation really nice and safely. I am happy to hear that she went home soon. Was she discharged also antibiotics? For how long did you advise to keep them?
0: In our hospital, we have the luxury of a very approachable infection control team. We asked for their advice on this issue. Following their indication, our patient only had antibiotics during the ICU time. As soon as she was on our ward, we stopped the antibiotics. Since she had no prolonged hematuria and no signs of infection, she was discharged only with oral painkillers due to her broken ribs.
1: And I only have one last question. It is controversial if further imaging tests are required in lower-grade renal trauma, but in your case, having a grade 4 trauma requiring embolization, there is some risk of delayed complication. Are you planning any follow-up tests and consultations for your kidney trauma patients after the hospital discharge?
0: Now that you mention it, we had the same debate at the time of the discharge. But since she underwent embolization and had initial urine leak and hematuria, we planned an appointment after three months. This is the timing recommended in the guidelines. She will undergo a CT scan and we will conduct urine analysis and blood tests. In our clinic, our dedicated nurses will check her blood pressure too. She was already on oral medication for that before her accident, but we will monitor it.
1: Hopefully, she will be perfectly fine at the follow-up after 3 months of the injury, and since you manage her injury non-operatively, her chances are really high of being really nice. Did you know that angiobolization has also been shown to provide the greatest protection of renal function, with no difference in renal function after long-term follow-up? My only advice for her would be to stay away f- from her horse for a long time after such, such ha- accident. <laughs> Many thanks, Christine. It was really great to speaking with you. And congratulations for your great work managing this patient.
0: Oh, yes. We certainly recommend you to look for less adventurous activities than horse riding for the time being. It was a pleasure, Felix. I hope to see you soon around. Bye-bye.